Welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Whether the word of God takes you to places where the unseen is at, where there's a void, where darkness covers the earth, where the foundation is being laid, where growth is happening, where the seeds from God's word is being sowed, and where repentance starts, the underground. And who am I? Just the voice of one calling out saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew 4, verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Galatians chapter six, starting at verse one. Galatians chapter six, starting at verse one. Dear brothers and sisters, this is our ancestors talking to us. They was writing us a letters. They knew they would be talking to us in the future. The work that they was doing then they knew it would make an impact in the future. Question I gotta ask you, the work that you are doing now, the words that you are speaking now, the things that you are building, would it make an impact for God's kingdom in the future? Our ancestors knew that when they, when they was writing these words to us. They knew that when they was walking with God. They knew they was doing things that would benefit the future for us. And we, we owe that to the next generation. We need to start speaking and building things that will make an impact for God's kingdom in the future if God decides not to uh, come back. End it all. We should be doing things that will impact our brothers and sisters in the future. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, because that happens, shouldn't shock us. It shouldn't shock us when another believer or a brother and sister in the faith is overcome by sin. We shouldn't gossip about it. We shouldn't gossip. We shouldn't talk down on them. They're going to tell us what we should do. You who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back on to the right path. So if you having a good relationship with God, your rock is strong, and all of a sudden you see a, brothers, a brother or a sister in the same faith that you're in, and they're having trouble in a walk, and they're overcome by certain sins. Those sins may be uh, drinking, uh, drugs, party, a fornication, adulterous relationship, gossiping, you know, murder, pedoph pedophile. You know, we got a lot of people out there into that right now. Sad, very sad. And don't be shocked if these people profess that they are godly. See, the sin don't care who it can overtakes. 
you give it a foothold and it's going to take the whole body over, the whole soul over. You see what I'm saying? But anyways, it says you who are gently, who are godly, excuse me, should gently and humbly go and help that person. Gently approach that person. Gently try to start helping that person. Can't be coming in a condemnation spirit. Can't be coming in a holy, holier than thou spirit. Can't be coming with a very uh, seductive, submissive, quote unquote spirit, but then be trying to just find out what's going on. A lot of people come come with that spirit acting like they want to help, but they really just want to know what's going on. A very manipulative spirit. The word of God says we should come in a gently spirit when we're trying to help our brothers and sisters get back on the path. Come humbly. That means you come in a, in a spirit knowing, hey, I can be in this same uh, situation if I'm not careful. I can get overtaken by sins just in, in the next day. The next couple of weeks, I can be overcome by sin. So I need to come humbly. Knowing that it's the power of God that's working in me, that's keeping the uh, sin from overcoming. Knowing it's the me following the Holy Spirit so I can make right decisions that keeps me from being overcome by sin. So I come humbly, not thinking that I know all the answers, not thinking that I got this thing all figured out. No, I don't. So I come to you humbly. And I come to you asking, I can give you advice on what helped me overcome that sin or what helped me stay away from certain sin like that. I can give you advice on how do I walk my walk? How do I discipline myself? How do I consecrate myself? Give you insight on those things. If you would like to know, I will humbly come towards you with that. Gently and humbly. These are ways that we should act at work too, by the way. By the way, we should act gently and humbly when we when it comes to our co-workers, when it comes to our managers, our bosses. We should have a gentle and humble spirit about ourselves. Act this way when we're in ministry with, with one another. Act this way when we're out in public with the world. Have a gentle and humble spirit about yourself. Ask God to start teaching you how to use these characteristic traits. Okay. It says, you who are godly. You got to have a right walk with God first before you try to go help anybody. Before you try to go and present a message to somebody, you have to become that message. Okay. So make, it, make sure that your, your life is in right standing with God. We're not talking about being perfect, by the way. Okay. We're talking about, but you have a consistent, disciplined walk with God that people can look at you as a standard. Okay. You have did the work that it took to be a message for people. 
you are the person who should go to your brothers and sisters gently and humbly and help that person back on the right path. The path of God. That's the path that we're trying to help them back on. Not on your path. Not on your path. Not trying to control anybody. But on the path that you believe God has them to be on. On the path that they believe God wants them on, we're trying to help them back on that path that's best for them. Not for your ministry. Okay? Not for your pockets. Not for your ego. But help them on a path that's best for them. This goes out to all the ministry people. Sometimes the path is not to your ministry. Sometimes the path to God for people life is not your church. Okay? Sometimes the path to God is not them paying tithes to your ministry and to your church. It may be that God wants them somewhere else, and that's okay. But if that is our brother and sister in Christ, we still want to help them anyways. Even if they don't give me a thank you, even if they don't give me a shout out, we still want to help them because that's what God is asking us to do. Okay. And then it says, and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself when you helping people. That's why you got to make sure when you helping people, you have a strong enough faith. Okay. We're not trying to help nobody get off drugs or weed, and we still struggling with it. You understand what I'm saying? We're not trying to help people like that because you might might turn around and be uh, rolling up the next day. So God is saying, when we do help people, we got to make sure we're strong enough to get in that fight with them. If not, hey, we got to stay away from that. Yeah, we got to stay away from certain things. And we know those uh, sins that we we know that I, I can't even get involved with those type of things. We all got our own. See what I'm saying? To each of it, to, to each of to each is his own. But we all understand that, hey, we understand what's our weaknesses and what we need to stay away from. You can't be superwoman or superman for everybody. Some things you just got to say, hey, I can't help you, player. I'm going to have to send you to somebody else. Yeah, you can write this number down. Yeah, write this number down real quick and, and call you. They, they, they can probably help you out with that. I can't help everybody, and I'm not trying to help everybody. Okay? You got to start having the gift to say no. Yeah, some of us need the gift to say no. The gift to say, I can't help you, but I know somebody who can. Some of us want to help everybody so we can have that 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 self-esteem or a ego boost and every that 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 makes everybody say, well, they always help. And I don't know if it makes you feel good, if it validates you or being a good person, but you can't be trying to help everybody. You cannot be trying to help everybody. You get weak like that, you get tired like that, you get burned out like that. Verse two. Share each other's burdens, share each other's burdens. And in this way, obey the law of Christ, sharing each other's burdens, not being afraid to let your brothers and sisters know what you're struggling with, not being afraid 
to let you, and are embarrassed to let your brothers and sisters know what you need praying, what sins you struggling in. You know what I mean? Letting your uh your family know. And when I say family, I'm talking about God's family, the people who are in ministry with you, the people who is on this walk with you, who talk with you, who pray with you. You letting them know the burdens that you have, the burden of your cross. And you asking them to pray with you. You're sharing in these burdens. Understand what I'm saying? These are the things that we ought to do when we're walking with people. We share the burdens of each other. And maybe that can lighten the load of the burdens that we have to carry. Verse three, if you think you are too important to help someone. Some of us think we too important. Are you someone like that? That have a mindset that you're too important to help people? Have you got too big that you can't help people? Have you got too busy that you can't help people? Is your pay your pay rate too big that you can't help people who can't afford you? If you think you are important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Mm. You're not that important. I don't care who's requesting you. You're not that important. When you decide to come into God's kingdom, you got to understand it's not about you anymore. You're not the superstar of the show. Yes, you may have, you may be gifted in areas. God may use you mightily to uh, minister the word to people or, you know, sing and uh, do certain things and people may enjoy your gift, but don't let that get to your head and start thinking that you too important to help people. You know, you too important where the only time you come perform or the only time you can use your gift, if there's a big healthy paycheck behind it, you are not that important. The word says don't ever forget that. We all, if we really look at it, come from dirt. And then when it's all said and done, we're going right back to the dirt. Worm food. You're not that important. Just want you to know one day the worms will have you for dinner. No matter how many followers you got, no matter how many uh, conferences you have spoken, no matter how many people you have spoken in front of, no matter how many people say you touched their life, no matter how many people say you're anointed, no matter how many people say you gifted, I always remember you're just worm food, the grass withers, the flowers fade, humans fade, and the word of God will stand forever. We're not that important. This should keep us humble, okay? This is not to uh, offend anybody or make 
anybody feel less than. But when we start getting uh, certain levels in our life, we can start thinking that we're just too important. And the word is here to remind us that, hey, if you get that important where you can't help certain people anymore, the word is here to remind you that you're not that important. Okay? Verse 4. Pay careful attention. Pay careful attention to your own work. For then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. Stay focused on what you call to do. Play, pay close attention to your own work. Pay close attention to your own family. Pay close attention to your own ministry. Pay close attention to your own business. That's how we get out of, get out of our thankful spirit because we're too busy paying attention uh, to other people's other people's ministry, other people's family, other people's lifestyle, and we we start comparing. And now we're not satisfied with what God has blessed us with. That's how we get in that, that mode. That's how that spirit creeps into our life. That ungrateful spirit. When we're not paying attention to just what God has for us. What God placed in front of our lives. What, what husband God blessed us with. What wife God blessed us with. What job God blessed us with. What house God blessed us with. What ministry God blessed us with. When we don't pay a close close attention to that and we start getting on Instagram or we start getting on Facebooks or we start reading different vlogs and all these type of things and we start paying attention to what other people got. We start comparing and we start getting envy and we start getting dissatisfied. And it makes us ungrateful. It makes us ungrateful. Some of y'all right now, you're ungrateful and you, need, and you need to tell God you're sorry and repent of that. Tell God you're sorry. Because you don't want him to take what you do have. Be grateful for your own work. Celebrate your own work. I see I see a lot of people celebrating uh, work that other people that, that other people do that they don't even know they celebrate they work more than they own work they celebrate their careers more than they own careers they give props to other people careers more than the career that they have why is that why are you not satisfied with what you're doing in your life why are you not happy with where you're at in your life why are you not happy with your job why are you not happy happy with your accomplishments why are you not happy with your family? What's wrong with the house you stand in? What's wrong? And, and if something is wrong, let's get before God and ask him to help us with it. But comparing yourself, that's not the, that's not the uh, answer at all. 
that's just going to get you more bitter and mad. Okay? That's just going to get you more bitter and mad. So let's pay close attention, attention to our own work. And let's also start, uh, stop comparing ourselves to others. Okay? Now, if that's hard for you to do, some of you may have to, you know, take some time off social media. If you find yourself always comparing, if you find yourself always envying when people post pictures or people post anything, if you find yourself that spirit creeps up on you, maybe you need to take a break. Maybe you need to cut that off. Yeah, these are the steps that we got to take to protect our spirit, guard our hearts at all costs. Okay. These are the things we got to do. We, we try to guard our hearts. And if we see anything like that creeping up in our uh, hearts, yeah, we get it up out of here at all costs. We guard our hearts because out of the hearts, that's where the issue of life is at. Okay. Verse five say for each for we are each responsible for our own conduct for we are each responsible we're responsible for our own conduct once again i'm not trying to control how other people act i can't control that what i can control is my own conduct so no matter what people doing saying how they acting around me i can only control what i'm doing I can only control my walk with God because I'm responsible for it. I'm not getting angry about how others treat me. I'm not getting angry about how others act towards me. I'm not getting angry if others don't want to follow me, if others don't want to listen to me. I'm going to be responsible for my own walk. And I'm going to ask God, can you give me peace with that? God, I'm trying to follow you, but my husband, he don't want to do it. I'm not responsible for that. God, I'm trying to follow you, but my wife, she don't want to. I'm not responsible for that. God, I'm trying to follow you, but my wife and my kids not trying to do it. I'm not responsible for their conduct. God, I'm trying to follow you, but my husband and my kids don't want to follow. I'm not responsible for their conduct. I'm not. I'm not. I'm responsible for my own. I'm going to walk with God no matter who's listening, who's want to follow. I'm going to keep walking with God. That's a tough that's a tough thing to do too by the way. Yeah. Got to be ready for it. Got to be ready for the mean looks, got to be ready for the slick talk. Got to be ready for the lies told against you. Got to be ready for people disrespecting you, not respecting you in your own homes at some times. You see what I'm saying? Got to be ready for those type of things. These are the type of things that come with walking with God. These are the persecution of our day that we may have to face. That we may have to face. Verse six, it says, those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers sharing all good things with them that's true that yeah we should provide for those who teach us mm -hmm. you should share with them share the things that god has blessed you with 
with those who are teaching you this good word of God. You know, ask God to show you how can you provide, how can you uh, provide good things for them? I don't know whatever that is. Talk to God about it. But we should share our goods. We should share our wealth. We should share the things, the resources, whatever we have that God has blessed us with in the kingdom of God. We should share those share those things with the people who is teaching us. Who is teaching us the word of God. They're teaching us something that's so valuable. Money can't put no price on what our teachers, our elders, our pastors, our bishops, our evangelists, you know. The things that they're teaching us, they deserve that. No doubt. They deserve that. They deserve that. They, des they deserve to be taken care of because they're doing a good job. And I want to applaud all those who are teaching the word of God straight up. I want to applaud the job. Y'all doing a great job. Everybody out there who's teaching the word of God to the best of their ability and not trying to scheme and uh, get over on the people of God, man. I just want to applaud y'all. Say, keep going, keep going. God is proud of you. And that, uh, man, you, you, you're going to reap a, a great harvest. You're going to keep bringing people into the kingdom of God. And your labor is not in vain. Your labor is not in vain. Verse seven, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. Mm. So if we're living just to satisfy our own sinful nature, our own ways, our own goals, our own philosophies, or if we're just living to satisfy whatever the flesh is, uh, the flesh wants. The word of God says, you will harvest decay and death from that. Destruction and death from that. If that's the way you're going to live, the word of God says, you're going to harvest death and destruction from that sinful nature. Okay. But those who live to please the spirit, please the spirit. What's the spirit? The spirit is God. Okay, he said, if you live to please the spirit, we'll harvest everlasting life from the from the spirit. So if you're living to please the spirit, it says you're going to harvest everlasting life. From the spirit, verse nine. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. Yeah, it can because it can get tired of doing. You can get tired of uh, walking this walk. You can get tired of always being a nice person. You can get tired of always being a patient person. You can get tired of always being a person that shows mercy. That's forgiving. That's loving. That's gentle. That's kind. That's humble. That's honest. That's faithful. You can get tired of being that person. I understand. Some of you right now, man, you've been you've been that person for the last 10 years. You've been that person for the last 20 years. You've been that person for the last couple of months and you are already like, uh, uh, this ain't, uh, uh, I'm ready to snap on somebody. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for somebody. To, I'm let it. I'm, I want them to have it. Mm hmm. You ready to go zero to 100 real quick on somebody. I feel you. But the word of God says, check this out. 
Let's not get tired of doing what is good. Ask God to give you strength. Ask God to give you energy. Ask God to give you perseverance to keep doing what's good for your calling, for the purpose of God, for the kingdom of God, for your family, for your kids, for your coworkers, for the people in your ministry, for your brothers and sisters in the kingdom of God. Ask God, please help me to keep doing what is good because I'm getting tired, God. Tell somebody to say, I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired of being tired. My mama used to say that. Oh, I'm just tired. I'm tired of being tired. But don't give up. You have a harvest waiting on you. You have a harvest waiting on you. How I know that? Watch this. It says, verse 9, so let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time. At just the right time. Touch somebody and say right time. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we do not give up. There's a harvest of blessing, blessings waiting on you if you don't give up, if you don't get tired of doing what's right, if you don't get tired of the principles of God, if you don't get tired of obeying God and his word. He says there's a harvest that is waiting on you. There's a harvest waiting on you, believer. There's a harvest waiting on you, man of God, woman of God. So don't give up. Stay put. Keep going to that job. Keep going to that school. Keep going to that ministry. Nobody's applauding me. Nobody is saying good job. Nobody is uh, making me feel like I'm doing the right thing. God is telling you right now, don't give up. A harvest will come. Will win. And God said at the right time. I'm in charge of time. And I know exactly the time you need that harvest. So don't give up. I'm, I've given you all you need to keep going. I've given you all you need to keep pushing. I just need you to get up and keep going. Keep doing. Keep doing the kingdom. Keep manifesting the kingdom of God to the people around you. Do not give up, people of God. Therefore, verse 10, therefore, whenever we have the opportunity we should do good to everyone. Opportunity just to do good. You have an opportunity every day you wake up to do good to somebody, to speak a kind word to somebody, to shine your light that God has given you on the inside. You have the opportunity to shine that light into somebody's life. You have the opportunity to buy somebody lunch. You have the opportunity to give somebody a gift. Speak a kind word. Speak a word of encouragement into somebody. You have the opportunity to bring peace to a situation. You have the opportunity to forgive somebody. You have the opportunity to show mercy to somebody. You have the opportunity to show compassion to somebody. Every single day you have this opportunity. You have the opportunity to take somebody's scripture one day. 
every day we have the opportunity to present the kingdom of God to somebody. Are you taking advantage of that opportunity or are you waiting on the world to give you an opportunity so you can look famous or look important or look successful? No, God says, I'm giving you an opportunity every day I wake you up in the morning. You have opportunity to do good to someone, no matter what color they are, no matter what political party they are part of, no matter what church they go to, no matter what religion they claim to be, no matter if they rich or poor, no matter what profession that they're in, you don't show favoritism when you're in the kingdom of God. You just have opportunity to do good to people that are bring through your path. Do good to somebody. Do good. And I love that it says we should do good to everyone. Everyone. Not just people of your family. Not just people that you're close to. Not just people that you're familiar with, that you're comfortable with. But God say, be good to everyone. You have the responsibility and the opportunity to be a part of that. Then it says, especially to those in the family of the faith, especially to those who go to church with you, especially those who believe like you. We should be doing good by them. We shouldn't be gossiping about them. We shouldn't be gossiping and talking down on these people, hoping that they fail, being stingy with the goods God gave us for them. No, we should be trying to do good by these people. Okay? Got to be trying to do good with these people, man, especially the people that believe like us, especially those who believe like us. So tomorrow morning, if God sees fit to wake you up and you wake up and you hit that alarm clock several times, some of y'all, which I lazy self, <laughs> uh, you have the opportunity to do good. You have an opportunity. Matter of fact, after you're done listening to this, you got an opportunity to go be nice to somebody. You may be listening to this on your way home to your family. You have the opportunity to express the kingdom of God to them when you walk into the house. You may be on your way to work listening to this. God bless you. But you have the opportunity to show people at work the good that God has given you in your life. You have the opportunity to manifest the kingdom of God to people at your job, at your school, at the prison that you're in right now, at the hospital that you're in right now, at the halfway house that you're at right now, you have the opportunity to do good. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. Revelations chapter three and verse three says, remember then what you receive and heard, keep it and repent. If you would not wake up, if you would not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know at what hour I will come against you, the underground.